What is up? I'm Ryan Weiss, and this is DFS and Chill, Club Fantasy's weekly DFS show where we're going to cover the week six DFS main slate for you. With me, as always, my co-host, Kira Wytrowski, the creator of this show and the author of Kira's Cash Grabs. Kira, it's one of my favorite nights of the week. How are you doing? Uh, Ryan, obviously, I'm doing really well. Super fired the hell up. Uh, you know, my Eagles are on tonight, Thursday night game. The whole world gets to focus on them and not just me on this show tonight. <laughs> um, you know, I'm also really excited that um, the world has to focus on the Eagles tonight because people can stop their box score watching and actually watch my boy Jalen Hurts um, and realize that he does not deserve the big blame on all these losses in these games. You're going to see how well he plays tonight. I'm super excited for that, but whatever, who cares enough about me. I get my buddy back, Mike down there, fantasy Mike, uh, always super happy to have you and to see your face, chop up some DFS with you. Um, so what's up, Mike? How's life? I'm not going to mention our, our dynasty, uh, matchup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Besides that absolute just demolition by you last week in dynasty. Otherwise we're doing good. Um, but yeah, it just, it feels so good to be back. I think it's been, man, I mean, the, the end of last season, last time we really got yeah, together. Week 17. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I've, I've personally taken a step back some, some content creation, you know, I'm still, um, you know, part of the Bob last team, uh, Bob last football, still doing amazing things, you know, putting out great content every day. So if you are not following Bob last football, do that now. Um, you know, if you know, Kate Majuk, Michelle Majuk. Um, you know, and that, that thing's just becoming an absolute monster out there in the space. So, um, but I, I, you guys invited me on and, and I couldn't pass it up. I'm so excited to be back. No, Mike, uh, Mike referencing, we did a kind of a pilot episode of this show back in week 17 of last year to see how it was going to work. It worked great. Mike was our first guest, so we couldn't wait to get him back on this year. So this worked out perfectly. Yeah, um, Mike, you were the rough draft. There you hey. go. Still right, right screw it up. Yeah, we're still, we don't, we're not a finished product, Mike. You know what I mean? But there we're so happy to have you. Um, as I mentioned before, this is the uh, main slate focus show, but it's Thursday night and we know you guys want to make some money and there's a game going on tonight. As Kira mentioned, a, a pretty damn good game if I don't say so myself. Quick little housekeeping. This is a mainly DFS show. If you ask questions not regarding DFS, I'm going to do my best to answer in the chat, but we're going to have these guys focusing on DFS. If you do have a DFS question, drop it in the chat and we'll get you guys up on the screen and let them answer for you. So we're going to start with the Philadelphia Eagles, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you've been following along, you know we break everything down into segments. And when you have these showdown slates, you have to pick a captain. So Kira, your Eagles are playing. Who's your captain tonight? Yeah, so <clears throat> I just want to say this is a great showdown slate. And it's not just because these are, you know, my Philadelphia Eagles. It's because there's so many skill position players that we could really intertwine in a lot of these situations here. Um, but my uh, captain is going to have to be Devonta Smith tonight. To me, he could easily be the best wide receiver on the entire slate. And that's saying a lot. You know, we have yeah. Mike Evans on here, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, really big. Um, but when, with that idea of him being the best wide receiver, why not have him at the captain spot? I'm I'm also gonna want Hertz in all of my in all of my builds anyway. So I'd like to pair him with the receiver. I think it's great to have him up there in the captain spot. I think he's gonna get a ton of points. Um Smith can easily carve up this garbage Tampa secondary. I mean, we know Tampa's a good football team, but this is uh, we've just been beating this drum all year about how bad the secondary is. Um they give up the third most uh fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. I can easily see how Devontae Smith could get himself a hundred yard bonus point in this game. Um, he could end post a stat line of like, I mean, his out range of outcomes could be anywhere from seven to 12 receptions, um, a touchdown. Hopefully, um, I think he's pretty safe. Uh, and over the last two weeks, he's had two touchdowns called back actually. Uh, and he's just extremely super involved in this offense. They're going to need Smith a ton in this game. He's looked really good. He's a decent price, um, at 13,200 on DraftKings for the captain spot, fifth, most expensive option. Um, she, she, and he should have a great game. So I like Devonta Smith there. There we go. And uh, Mike, you stuck with Philadelphia pass catchers as well. Absolutely. Um, and just kind of building off of how rough the pass defense has been for the Bucs this year. I mean, there's a lot to say. Listen, they're, they're blowing teams out. They're scoring a lot of points. So teams have to throw on them. Um, but, you know, they they lost Levante David, um, who's one of the best coverage linebackers in the league. He's out. Antoine Winfield's not going to play again as well. So they're, they're as bad as they already were. They lost two of the best defensive players who won't be playing tonight, too. So I had to go with Zach Ertz. 
Uh, and I know that uh, my boy Jacob Vines out there, uh, Jay Snake, will be happy to hear it. We were all over him last year. I know people were super disappointed. I mean, he fell off a cliff last season, yeah. uh, some of it due to injury, but some of it due to the emergence of Dallas Goddard, who is not playing tonight. But that is not the sole reason why I like Zach Ertz so much, because over, oh the, last, <laughs> yes, over the last three games, Zach Ertz is actually out-targeted Dallas Goddard anyway. So over the last three games, Ertz has six, eight, and seven targets twice going over 50 yards in two, you know, two games. And Goddard was sitting there with four, five, and three targets. Uh, so it really hasn't been. I know everyone, especially all the dynasty players, um, yes, Dallas Goddard's the guy that you'd rather have for the future, but Zach Ertz is still very much involved. Uh, and I think that Jalen Hurts is going to need Zach Ertz tonight. Uh, I think he's going to be a nice little safety option for him against a tough you know, Tampa Bay front. You, know, you can talk about how bad that secondary is, but that defensive front is frightening. Um, so he's going to need someone like Ertz over the middle, a safe option. Uh, no, only one touchdown on the year, but you know I could see him sneaking in with you know easily getting a tutty, especially with Hertz going to you know have to throw the ball over the place to keep up with Tampa Bay, and he's super super cheap. Um, so if you put him in your captain spot, you know you can still uh, get the one and a half extra points with him and, and save a little money to build up the rest of that lineup too. There we go. Now normally, Mike, I would go to you again on the chalk burn, the, the high dollar player that's going to burn you. But I want to give you as much time as possible to talk about this because I was not expecting to see this. So I'm going to start with Kira again. So Kira, we call it chalk burn. Who's the high dollar player that could burn people tonight? Um, Yeah, so I'm going to go with Mike Evans um, just because he's just so expensive in comparison to all the other surplus of pass catchers available in this game. Um, if I want to fit in all the receivers for this game, then – that I think could actually accumulate more, if not the same amount of points as someone like Mike Evans, um, then I can't be spending 10200 on Evans when I could get the same production out of Brown or Smith and then fit the the quarterbacks in who could put up the same amount of points. So um, we have a bunch of low-dollar options that will help you out too. So we're just going to – I'm avoiding Mike Evans for that reason. And for whatever it's worth, Darius Slay has actually played pretty damn well this year. Um, he's contained most teams' wide receiver ones, and Evans could see a lot of Slay. Um, also, for whatever it's worth, uh, credit to um, Jordan Vanek uh, here on Twitter. Um, the Eagles have only allowed three wide receivers to go over 10 points. And it's not that I don't think that Evans can do well. He definitely can, but i just rather bet on the cheaper options here in this one. That makes sense. Now, Mike, she mentioned fitting the quarterbacks into the lineup. You, with your Boston hat on, are saying maybe to avoid a quarterback. Yes. First of all, shout out to my Red Sox. Game yes. one of the ALCS tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> but this is a football show, so I'll get back to that. Um, yeah, so my, my big fade is actually um, Mr. Thomas Brady. So uh, it, it hurts to say it. Uh, it feels very blasphemous. But if you, you know, I've watched Tom Brady for 20 years, you know, and I've still followed him very closely when he's down in Tampa Bay. The way that you beat him is to put pressure on him. Now, Obviously, anytime you pressure a quarterback, they're likely going to do worse than they do when they don't see pressure. But the Eagles are a very, very good defensive team, especially up front. You know, we talked a lot about, you know, Kira was just saying how great the secondary's been, how good Slay has been. Um, but I'm fading Brady and the pass catchers because I do believe that they're going to, you know, get in his face tonight. They get the fourth best pass rush win rate. Um, they are actually allowed the third least amount of yards, uh, passing yards in the league. And everyone, you know, he's acting like it's fine because it's Tom Brady, but he really hurt his thumb last week. You know, Brady is yeah. not at 100 percent. And I mean, Brady, his head could be falling off and, and you'd have to drag him off the field. He's going to play no matter what. But I do think that you'll see a lot of check downs uh, because of the thumb, because of the pressure that I expect to see from him. And I just don't believe that he's worth the price. He's Tom Brady. He could still end up having a good game, but I don't believe that he is worth the price. He's the most expensive player on the slate on both DraftKings and FanDuel, and it is just not worth it to me tonight. Uh, to put Brady in there. I'd much rather have Hertz or other options. Uh, we just had a, a follower question ask about uh, Kenny Gainwell this week. So, uh, Mike, he happens to be your uh, deep sea dive for the game. Who talk to us about Kenneth Gainwell? For very much the same reasons um, with Brady, I'm choosing that. Um, you know, as, as I do with Hertz, because I think Hertz is going to face a lot of pressure from Tampa Bay tonight too. Um, I also don't think that the Eagles are going to be able to run very well on the Bucs. The Bucs, you know, again, we talked about the, the passing defense issues, but they're still a very great run defense. Um, you also have Lane Johnson, who's not going to be playing tonight. Uh, you know, Kelsey's still banged up there in the middle of that line. So I don't think they're going to be able to get that running game going. 
And uh, while Gainwell may have had an off week last week, you know, he did see eight targets the week before. This is a committee backfield. Um, everyone thought Miles Sanders was going to be a, a rock solid RB1. Um, but, you know, even last week, Miles Sanders still saw five targets, but he got six yards. So, you know, he's, yeah. he struggled in the passing game, which is strange because coming out of college, I thought he was going to be a great receiver, but he just, it really hasn't happened for him in the NFL in the passing game. Uh, but Gainwell just is absolutely um, exploding with all the opportunities yeah. that he's getting when he gets the chances. And in addition, he still has two rushing touchdowns on the year too. So he could still maybe sneak one in if they get down near the goal line. Um, he's super cheap as well. And uh, for the same reasons, I kind of feel the same way about Gio Bernard, but I just think that Gainwell probably has the, the more solidified, um, you know, opportunity or, or role in the offense. Perfect. Uh, before we kick it, um, it's it's a redraft or it's a uh, regular game question, but just real quick, Rondell Moore or Gainwell? Just give me an answer, both of you. Um, man, it's a hard one. Uh, I'd go. Uh, uh, I think I'd go Rondell Moore actually in this one, just because I think that that's going to be a high scoring game over there for Arizona and, and Cleveland. They're both two great teams. Um, I think Kenny G could have value, obviously, especially in garbage time in this game, if that is the case where he thinks that, you know, the Eagles are going to be playing from behind. You know, I think that I, I could see why you're having trouble here figuring out the start. Um, I think both of them are pretty much a dart throw. So I guess I would just take my chance on Rondale Moore. I'm going to double down. and, and say, okay, again, well, Yeah. Yeah. The reason why I, I do think that it could potentially be a high scoring game between the, you know, the cards and the Browns, but I think the Browns are going to do all that they can to grind that clock out, um, yeah. you know, with Hunt and Chubb who were both apparently limited in practice this week. Yeah. Uh, so keep, keep an eye on that. But you know, if both of them play, I think they're going to really try to grind that clock out, not give Arizona a chance to have the ball as much as they would like to. So maybe we don't see as much volume for more. So that's my only concern with him this week, but, you know, the upside definitely lies with more, but if you need a floor play, I'd go with Gainwell. Perfect. And we're going to get into our last deep seat dive for Thursday night. Just a reminder, guys, we are focusing on DFS on this show, but I will try to do my best to answer questions in the chat. Kira, give me your deep seat dive for Thursday night. It's a name we've heard mentioned once already. Yeah, super familiar name that we've already mentioned, but it's going to be Zach Ertz for me. Um, Ertz is legit cheaper than the kickers and the Bucks defense in this game. And the only tight end in this game – for the Eagles without Goddard, he's on the COVID list. Um, he's like we've said, he's still very much involved and relied on in this offense, even when Goddard is playing, let alone without him. Um, this just means even more targets available to Ertz. And over the last three weeks, Ertz had seven, eight, and six targets, four of those being red zone targets. So he is a big red zone threat um, at any given time. Uh, it's it's almost too good that Ertz is this cheap with how much Ertz relies on his tight ends. Um, he's just an easy no-brainer play for me at 3,200. I easily can see him getting a touchdown and just being super involved. Just to play devil's advocate, are you guys concerned about Ertz being too chalky tonight? Because I think of all of the players coming into this game, he might be the most hyped up at this point. Yeah, I, can under I understand how he's chalk. You know what I mean? He's super cheap and he shouldn't be that cheap for his involvement in the offense. Um, but I don't, I don't see necessarily how he hurts you. I don't think he's okay. – he So hurt, he's going to do I that think. good that you're not too worried about it. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Unless he gets hurt, you know, that's going to – that's obviously kills you no matter what. But everybody. I think that he – yeah, he, he's going to be chalky for a good reason. Same way like Jalen Hurts is going to be chalky. Yeah. You're going to want to have him. Well, you just said it. He's jockey for a reason. I think sometimes we can overthink in DFS. We want to be so different and have different lines. And, and that's the point of DFS. You have to have different lineups in order to win. But, you know, I don't think it's, you know, you have to completely stay away from chalky ones, especially one that makes as much sense as this does tonight for me. Um, and like I said, I'm going to slide in my captain spot, you know, get one and a half times the points, hope for a touchdown or two. And, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too afraid to play. Art. And I, was, I guess one thing about cheap chalk is that you're able to get different high dollar players in there, where you have the ability to build a little bit of a different lineup. So that's it for the Thursday game, guys. Uh, just a quick recap: you are starting Devonta Smith and Zach Ertz for sure, and feel free to put them in your captain seat. You may want to avoid Mike Evans and Tom Brady, and we're going to throw Kenny Gainwell in there as someone you want to play tonight in your DFS slate. So. Yeah, I also want to say you could get different in other areas there too. Like yeah. I mean, you can. There's still some low dollar players that I really do like. We did mention Giovanni Bernard. He was being yeah. him being one of them. Quez Watkins is somebody that I think is sneaky good for this this uh, yeah. 
this lineup build because he has big playability and he's actually seen an increase in snaps, especially over Jalen Rager. I know people think that Rager is still the wide receiver too there. Yeah, not but, looking that way. But we've seen Quez Watkins more involved. So there's other ways you can go about it for sure. Perfect. And, and not uh, just just one little little no. piece because we're on the tight end here. I actually don't hate the Bucks tight ends tonight too. The okay. Eagles have the third most touchdowns and the fifth most receptions to the tight end position um, this season. And, you know, Brady – he, he, he loves his tight ends, you know, and I know Gronk has been out and especially if he's going to be seeing pressure, he could go a lot to Brayton Howard. If you don't want to play the game between which of those two is a better play. I <laughs> yeah. But again, this is DFS. Sometimes you got to swing for the fences. So, you know, maybe if you want to be different, you don't want to go Ertz, throw one of those tight ends in your captain spot and see what happens. Yeah. Lots of options in this game. Lots. <laughs> All right. We're going to jump to the main slate. Uh, so we go position by position. We break it down into a player who might burn you, their favorite player, and their favorite cheap player of the week. So we are going to start with quarterback. We're going to start with the player who might burn you. And for the first time on this show, we have complete agreement. So I'm going to start with our guest. Mike, talk to me about the chalk quarterback that might burn people this week. Yes, um, I'm going with Dak Prescott against New England. Um, and that may be very strange to hear because Dak has been on fire. He's playing at an MVP level, and it's really not anything against him. I don't think that it's a bad matchup for him in terms of, you know, the people that he's facing. Um, I, I don't think that he's going to be completely shut down. But I do think this is a game where we're going to see a lot of involvement from the running backs. You could see maybe like a quick score or two. Um, and then they kind of just try to grind, grind up the clock. I mean, Zeke and Pollard are, are the new Chubb and Hunt. They have both been fantastic this year. Also, Dallas is third in the league in rushing attempts, you know, so yeah. um, they're, they're running the ball a lot this year, even with as well as, as, as how Dak is playing. And I do think that they're going to, you know, handle the Pats this week. I know it's in New England, um, but I, I just – and everyone said, well, look what Davis Mills almost did against them last yeah. week. I get it. Um, but I just think that it's one of those where if you put him in your lineup, he's not going to hurt you. But I do think that you can, you know, you don't have to spend that much to get him. And then there are other similarly priced options or cheaper options that could get you just as many, if not more. I guess Dak is, is still a high floor play, but I don't think the upside is quite there with Dak this week as much as it is in other weeks. Perfect. Kira, add on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm just going to echo that. Dak Prescott was my chalk burn this week. And, you know, last year and week one of this year, we were seeing that top three, five fantasy quarterback production out of Dak Prescott. And while Prescott is still playing really good by real football terms, we're missing an element of his game that's made him so valuable in fantasy for us over the years. And that's his rushing yards and his rushing attempts. This year, Prescott is 13th in rushing attempts and 18th in rushing yards. He's similar in rushing production to guys like, you know, Justin Herbert, Chetty Bridgewater, yeah. Justin Fields, who isn't running, uh, Darnold minus the rushing touchdowns. Prescott doesn't even have a rushing touchdown yet this season. And ever since the ground game got going in Dallas, Dak just hasn't really needed to add that element to his game. You know, they're, they've are they got that covered. And he does get New England, which should be a low-scoring game in my opinion. And um, it's, just a, it's just another week where Dak's upside will just continue to be capped because his defense is better, they're getting better, and the running backs get the job done enough. So, yeah, upside is capped here for, for Dak, I think, this week for sure. All right. If you're avoiding Dak Prescott, you got to start somebody. Kira, who is your favorite quarterback play of the week? Um, yeah. So I'm, um, you know, I had I struggled with this honestly, uh, deciding who my favorite love them all. <laughs> uh, it's it's more so that I really either wanted to pay up a lot for a quarterback okay. or I wanted to pay the way the hell right down. down. So um, I came up with uh, Matthew Stafford being one of my favorite. Uh, quarterback plays this week on, um, like I said, I, I really like to pay up for somebody like Patrick Mahomes or, you know, I'm going to pay down for my deep sea dive. We'll go over, but on um, Matt Stafford in the mid range this week, 6,700 on DraftKings, 7,900 on FanDuel um, puts him at the QB seven and QB six. And he's just been playing really well. The New York giants are giving up the ninth most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. They allow around on average 24.8 uh, points a game. It's pretty good. Um, McVeigh isn't really afraid to pass and run up the score. So don't let the idea of game script scare you. I mean, we saw that in week one versus Chicago where, you know, Matt Stafford came out guns blazing, just threw the hell out of the ball for the first half and or well, actually for the first three quarters and then finished off New York with the run. Um, he has a pretty safe floor so far. His worst game was 18.2 fantasy points. I mean, that's not so bad. Um, if you think Mahomes is too chalky and you want someone middle of the road, Stafford should be pretty safe play for you. Perfect. Mike, you have another uh, great quarterback there as well. 
Yeah, I actually, it was between three for me. It was between Stafford, um, who I loved this week. And then next week, we get the revenge game against yes. the Lions. That's going to be a fun one. Um, but yeah, Stafford, you definitely can't go wrong with Stafford. But it was between him, um, Joe Burrow, and then my pick, Justin Herbert. Who, yeah, um, is I just, almost picked Herbert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was actually one of the players that, that Kira destroyed me with last week. Oh, uh, Dynasty. So he's very <laughs> much in the like forefront 50. of my mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, one yeah. of the best fantasy weeks we've seen in a while, but then a lot of oh, them yeah. happened this week. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. Good times. Um, but no, I, I really, really love uh, Herbert. He's just on fire right now. Um, but it's also the fact that Baltimore – and we haven't seen this in years. Like I'm talking like a decade or more, um, you know, how, how bad you want to talk about how bad Tampa Bay secondary has been. Uh, Baltimore's is really bad. And of course yeah. it's because of the injuries they suffered. I mean, they lost a few different cornerbacks, some really, really good cornerbacks. Um, you know, even some of their pass rushers like Matt Judon, who's now a New England Patriot and is yeah. absolutely destroying people. Um, so it's not the same defense. Injury bug for them over there for sure. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's, it's a bit, I mean, they lost some really, really good players back there in that secondary, and that's the reason why. Um, but it's, you know, I was looking at him, I was looking at Lamar Jackson too. I expect this game to honestly kind of be a shootout. Uh, but when you look at it, the Ravens have actually given up the fourth most passing yards. The Chargers have given up the seventh least. Um, so the char charges have actually really been playing very well defensively. I know everyone wants to talk about how great they've been offensively, but defensively is really kind of what's been carrying them this year. Um, and the Ravens have allowed three quarterbacks this season to pass for over 340 yards, including two of them over 390. So, I mean, they are giving, yeah, they're giving up yards through the air big time. Um, and kind of like, you know, Kira was saying too, I, I really, uh, I like paying up for quarterbacks in DFS. I think it's very hard to win with a cheap quarterback unless they have a great week. Um, you know, it's just like with the sports books in Vegas with their lines. You know, they, they know what they're doing. They know why these players are priced the way that they are. So, you know, most weeks I think you do get to pay up for a quarterback. And my favorite this week is definitely Herbert. Gotcha. Well, that's the Good worst course. possible segue into deep sea dive because after Mike has just told you you can't win with a cheap quarterback, now Mike, it's harder. Tell us how we can. <laughs> now, Mike, tell me about the cheap quarterback you think people should play this week. Well, um, yeah, it, it's just it, it just feels icky, but I'm going to say it's it's Carson Wentz, you know, okay. um, and it's it almost seems too easy, but this this is kind of what I mean, and it, it's not to say that there aren't great cheap plays every week but you know it feels like a bit of a reach you know it's easy it's 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 against houston you know um and he but he is coming off a 400 yard week yes 76 of that was on like the first play of the game to jonathan taylor but even still if you take that away it's still over 300 yards and, um, and i thought jonathan taylor <laughs> but yeah you know and and so i think that once you know he he maybe it's starting to click a little bit for him we saw paris campbell get a little bit involved yes. i think we got ty hilton Coming back this well, week. That's, too. that's the rumor. And T.Y. Hilton dashes the Houston Texans. Right. Yeah. Actually, shout out to Kira, actually, because I remember last year you you were the only one on Twitter. You were all of you like play T.Y. Hilton this week, guys. Yeah, I, I beat that Kira. drum for sure. He goes off oh, against the Texans. Like, like maybe I mean he's he's young, or not young, sorry. He's just <laughs> not young at all. Not anymore. <laughs> He's uh, just coming back from injury, so I don't know that we're – I actually like Michael Pittman in that game a lot. Yeah. You know, I, maybe he'll take over the the T.Y. Hilton role against the Houston mm -hmm. Texans. But, yeah, I was thinking that myself. I'm like, you know, I remember last year I crushed that pick there with uh, um, T.Y. On Hilton our, against Houston. On our Wednesday show, they pulled the stats, and I'm going to butcher them. But, again, <laughs> 18 games against Houston, he has over 100 receptions just under 1800 yards. It's like 95 yards per game and like 13 touchdowns. Like he just destroys them. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things, weird history facts in, in football. It's bananas. Uh, and I mean, you, you look at Wentz this week too. He's cheaper than Heineke, Bridgewater, Jones, who's, you know, questioned, questionable. He's going against the Rams. Um, and he's actually, this is my favorite. He's only a hundred dollars more than Brandon Allen. Oh, uh, at 50, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Gotta love that pricing. Yeah. So if you really need to go for a cheap quarterback play and you're feeling good about the rest of your lineup, um, yeah. I think Wentz is probably the best option. If you're choosing yeah. between Carson Wentz and Brandon Allen. Yeah, I'm you could clearly do play. much worse. <laughs> <laughs> talk to me about your cheap QB play. Um, yeah, so my uh, deep sea dive this week is going to be Taylor Heineke, actually. Um, he's my favorite salary bargain of the week by far. 
Um, Heineke gets the Kansas City Chiefs this week in a matchup that is set to provide a lot of fantasy points and options at multiple positions this week. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the tale is all this time, man. Anybody that's facing the Kansas City Chiefs with their bad defense, they they could easily keep up with the Chiefs' offense because of that reason. So. We know that they've been a dumpster fire on defense. They've allowed the most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. And uh, not for anything, Washington's defense also has fooled us all and isn't the strong defensive unit that we anticipated them being to start out the season. So they're basically the Chiefs on the other side of the ball regardless. So they're just going to be – I just think it's going to be a bloodbath of points. And I know it might be super chalky, but if you don't want to pay all the way up for Patrick Mahomes, I think you can find some pretty damn good production in Taylor Heineke. Um, you know, he's actually been actually pretty valuable on yeah. as a fantasy quarterback on he's QB 16 on the year. He did miss a game, obviously. So that makes it a little bit different, but he has rush, rushing upside. He's looked good enough. Um, I just love to pay down uh, at that position if I'm if I'm not going to pay all the way up. And I'd like to pair him with somebody like, you know, Terry McLaurin this week is a really high value play to me. Um, and Ricky Seals Jones also a really yeah. good, good stack right there. So. Might be chalky, might not. I'm not really sure how that's going to end up playing out in the projection uh, ownership projections. But you, again, you could do much worse than Taylor Heineke if you're going to punt at the position. Absolutely. When I was putting together our DFS matchup report, it struck me this week in DraftKings scoring, Washington and Kansas City have given up the most points to the quarterback, and they're playing each other this week. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's freaking awesome. Like, yeah. I mean, it should it should be fantasy points galore. You know, we've seen crazier things happen, but. I, I actually, you sold me. I actually, I, I really, you know, thinking about it now and listening to that, I actually do like Heineke this week. So there you go. Yeah, so, yeah. you can't, he's, he's tough <laughs> to not like in this game at that low of a price tag too. Like you could really, you could fit him in and then build such a badass lineup that it, it just seems worth it. I love it. So we're going to recap quarterback. You're going to avoid Dak Prescott this week. Their favorite plays are Matt Stafford and Justin Herbert. And if you're diving deep, looking for the cheap plays, you're looking for Taylor Heinke or Carson Wentz, who is just a hundred dollars more than backup quarterbacks. (laughs) Uh, We're going to move over to running back again. We're going to start with Chalkburn. I've been trying to decide which order I want to do this in because I don't try to create dissent amongst my co-hosts, but you guys have already done it. I'm going to start with Mike. Mike, explain to me why there are no chalk running backs you're afraid of this week. So, so you know that that Futurama meme, and I never watched the show, but it's the the can't tell if this or that kind of thing. And I'm like, I can't tell if it's just really good matchups this week or there are just no good defenses in the NFL anymore. I I don't, (laughs) I really don't know. But if you look through and some of these top guys, like I really seriously love their matchups. And it was very hard for me. And I I just don't want to, I think it's one of those weeks where it's kind of you you can it gives you a little more freedom in your lineup because say you don't want to pay up for uh Derrick Henry who plays on Monday night. I mean he's not on the Sunday slate anyway, but you know, you can save a few bucks and maybe get like that sixth, seventh option, and they're all just they all have great matchups this week. If anything, the person that I wanted to fade this week was Derrick Henry, which sounds crazy, but Again, he plays on Monday night. You know, he's going against the Bills. I think that's going to be a shootout where Tannehill's going to have to go to the air. Yeah. But since Henry, <clears throat> excuse me, isn't on the Sunday slate, they're really just, I, I don't know. I couldn't find one. You know, it wasn't a cop out. I just really didn't hate any of the top matchups at all this week. Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now, him a little bit. Yeah. Say, before we jump over to Kira, kind of what Mike is getting into is you have a bunch of good players on the showdown slates this week. And on top of that, we also have bye week starting this week. So things are getting a little interesting in the NFL when it comes to roster construction. But Kira, you disagree a little bit, at least with Mike. You think there is at least one chalk running back worth avoiding. Yeah, I mean, when I looked at them, I also struggled to find somebody that I really didn't care for that was such a high dollar amount. Um, But for me, it was going to be Aaron Jones. And I'm not going to lie, I'm super biased when it comes to Aaron Jones. I never loved him on my – could I just deal with my dog one freaking second? Yes, you deal with your dog. Always. (laughs) Doggos always come first. So while Kira takes care of her dog, Mike, actually, let's just jump into it. No, 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 wait. It, it, oh. it was quick. It was quick. He just, oh, okay. she literally <laughs> he just acted of. like he couldn't get on top of the fucking okay, bed we're good. for no reason. But, keep going okay. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, yeah, I am super biased. I've never loved him on any format. I've never been crazy about him on my my dynasty teams, my really? redraft teams. I swear to God. I, I don't know what it is, but it, it could be very well for like these couple reasons down. that I had. Yeah. That's the thing. I I hate to depend on them, I guess, is what it is. Um, 
you know, in this year, I, I don't know that people have realized, but he's only just had one RB 15 or better performance so far this season. He hasn't really been all that great. It was just that one explosive touchdown game. And that's the thing that, that it is about Jones. He gets all of his fantasy points off of the, the games where he just goes completely off for three or four touchdowns. And I don't like to guess when they are, you know, I, I can make my assumptions of course, but I don't think that this is going to be the game for it because Chicago's actually been pretty stingy and rushing touchdowns allowed. They're tied for the fifth lease in the league on um, it's just not a game where I see a ton of upside for Jones. I'd rather pay down at a lot of options this week, or if I'm going to pay up, if I'm going to be in that tier of like, you know, a couple, couple five, six running back, I'd rather go with like somebody like Austin Eckler than someone like Aaron Jones. I just don't, I don't think for the price that he's meeting the production. So I'm, I'm good on Aaron Jones. I like it. Well, if you don't like Aaron Jones, who do you like? Who's your favorite play this week at running back? Um, yeah, so my favorite play this week is going to be Daryl Henderson. And uh, I think he's an absolute steal at his price this week. He's 6000 on DraftKings, um, 7300 on FanDuel. The Rams should just, like, wipe the floor with the Giants this week. And Henderson could be uh, easily a top beneficiary of that, especially since the Giants give up the fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. And I think that, you know, some people might be thinking that, Oh, last week it, it kind of looked like we were going to see the start of a committee with Sony Michelle. He was on the field a ton um, when they played against Seattle. But, you know, Nene, pump the brakes on that idea because <laughs> <laughs> the if you remember in the game, Henderson actually got a little banged up. Um, he came out of the game, and I think that's really the only reason that Henderson wasn't out there and that you saw more of Sony Michelle on like a couple drives. Um, they're using Henderson as a bell cow back and his snaps only come down if he's hurt. That's, that's the problem with Henderson is yeah, he does get hurt a little bit. Um, but I'm not going to kid myself. I think he's a great play in this favorable matchup and he's also a nice value here for your RB two slot. Um, and actually let me look to see who Mike picked because I, I also struggle with not putting him in. I think that DeAndre Swift is absolutely still being disrespected on DFS. Mike, well, not only disrespected by DFS and probably Twitter, but his own head coach just flat out lying to us for a few weeks. So I was going to ask Mike, why do we trust Dan Campbell this week? <laughs> okay, because I'm glad that you brought that up, Ryan. Um, so I just wanted, much like, you know, T.Y. Hilton with you last year, I've been beating the drum for DeAndre Swift forever. I'm not the only one, but he was one of the – it was just wild to me this offseason that anyone could watch this man play the game of football – and fade him in any way, shape, or form. I understand that Jamal Williams is there, and yes, he's still involved in the run game. But over the past three weeks, and here's the key, DeAndre Swift has out-targeted Williams 19-4. to Yeah, That is, I'm going to say that again. He's out-targeted Jamal Williams 19-4. to That is a huge gap. So Dan Campbell came out last week and said, before last week, and said, you're going to start seeing a lot more DeAndre Swift. It's, it's, and everyone's like, oh, fade Jamal Williams again. It's, it's DeAndre Swift show. Look, Jamal Williams is going to be involved. But when you look at game script, I think that the Bengals, as I already said, I love Joe Burrow this week, and you'll see another player I love in, in our next yeah. segment. Um, I think they're going to absolutely blow doors on the Lions this week, and the, the Lions are going to have to pass to keep up. There's also the little fact that the Bengals have given up the third most receptions in the, to running backs in the league. They're one of three teams, only three teams that have given up over 40 receptions to the running back position. So I think that DeAndre Swift could absolutely feast. Um, and again, the Bengals are, their, their defense, it's, it's taken a big jump, you know, from where it was, you look yeah. at a couple of years ago, it's absolute trash. Uh, they have made some improvements. Um, uh, but I just think, I don't think there's anyone that's going to be able to stop DeAndre Swift this week. Um, and I believe he's actually cheaper than Henderson. Yeah, um, he, I yeah. think he, maybe, I don't know they're, about on both formats. They're flip-flopped on DK. They're right. So DK, yeah, yes, yeah, they're, they're flip-flopped on honey. Yeah. They're very close. I love both oh, of them. Yeah. Three. Um, but I just think this is a game where you could literally see, especially with Quintus Cephas out now for the year, um, they just don't have anyone to throw to in Detroit. I mean, you could see a legitimate like 12 to 15 target game from Swift this week. And especially on DraftKings, where it's full point PPR, I, I just think he could absolutely yeah. explode this Sunday. He's right. one of my favorite plays in the entire slate. I love it. Well, if we're diving deep, Mike, uh, I'm a little interested to hear because, you know, after the first two weeks, I would have expected to see his name, but I'm kind of shocked to see his name on a list again, especially going up against your pets. So talk to me about uh, diving deep for Tony Pollard. Yes. Um, so I brought up earlier that, you know, Zeke and Pollard are kind of the new Chubb and Hunt, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's crazy to think about. I still love Zeke this week. I love him in, in redraft, dynasty, DFS, wherever you have him. 
Zeke has been the RB3 over the past three weeks. And, and a lot of people may not know that because he came out with a clunker against Tampa Bay. But then again, what running back doesn't do bad against Tampa Bay? You know, um, but I honestly think that he's Miles Gaskin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's cheating, though, because he did it all through the air. I was going to say, you mean wide receiver Miles Gaskin? Oh, yeah. No, Kenny that Gainwell. Was- that's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Kenny Gainwell. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but you know, Pollard still, even still, with, with Zeke being the RB3, Pollard has still averaged 13.3 opportunities per game. Think about how wild that is. So Zeke has still been a top three running back, and his backup is still getting about 13, 14 touches a game. Which is more than 50% of the starters in the NFL. Right. This is this is what I'm saying. So, and especially in a game where they could be up big by the end of the game, depending, you know, they they may want to, you know, I think they're gonna run a lot. They already been running a lot. This could also be a game where, okay, we're up big, let's actually rest Zeke. So it could be the Tony Pollard show in the second half. Um, and you know, one thing, just being a Patriots fan, and I've said this for years, I don't think there's a group of slower linebackers in the entire NFL. <laughs> it is unbelievable. It's unreal how slow these guys are. I mean, I love Hightower, Vinoy. They're smart guys. They're there. Judon has been phenomenal. Josh Uche has been great too in terms of pass rush, but in terms of pass coverage and just sideline to sideline play, they really struggle. So I think that Pollard could really kind of get out in the flats catch some balls, you know, get some screens and, and really take off for some big plays. There we go. Kira, last week he was the wrong Williams, but this week he's Daryl Williams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if your name is Daryl this week for me in general, you might be. In yeah. I was going to say, you're looking good. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, the pricing reminds me almost kind of like the, what was it? Maybe like two weeks ago where CEH was dirt cheap and I almost yeah. thought it was like a trap, like, how the fuck do I not play the Chiefs RB1 at the price of 4900 on DraftKings and 5200 on FanDuel? Um, the football team's defense has been, you know, like I said, it's been sus as hell. I'm going to sound like a broken record throughout this whole entire series here. But it's against all positions. They give up the ninth most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. McKinnon doesn't really scare me off at this price. Williams is also able to be um, super active in the passing game. You could do a lot worse if you're going to punt at running back on. I rather, I rather approach this game that has a high game score total at his cheap price. It can help you again, really fill up those lineups so that you can fit in players that, you know, aren't as maybe as chalky as all the Kansas city players. Either way, you're, you're able to make a great, lineup build that way um and on the bring back i know i'm cheating here a little bit but i really like you know yeah, i expected this in the next segment i'll call you out when we get but there. go ahead <laughs> I do, you know another really great punt option i like this week is on the other side of the ball with jd mckissick i think okay. that he he could be a sneaky good play as well if you don't want to go with Darrell williams in that game there you go so at running back we are going to avoid Aaron Jones. We are going to start Daryl Henderson and DeAndre Swift. And if we're diving deep, we're looking for Darrell Williams and Tony Pollard. Moving to wide receiver, we're going to start with the chalk burn. I'm going to start with you Kira, which high dollar wide receiver is likely to uh, give owner some fits this week. Um yeah, so sometimes you know, I do hate to pick the chalk burn just just like Mike because this is one of those weeks where I just thought there was a lot of great wide receiver plays at the top tier positions. I just want to interrupt real quick. I'm glad that I'm actually making you guys uncomfortable with the chalk burn <laughs> because this was the most boring segment for the first four weeks of this show. Like just trying to figure out what to do with this. But the fact that you guys at least hate it makes it at least a little bit better for me. Oh, yeah. anyway, sometimes, go ahead. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> it's important. It's yeah. so hard sometimes to get one because sometimes there just isn't one. But yeah. no, I'm gonna go with Justin Jefferson this week on um, only because I'm so inclined to pick somebody. Um, he's been a touchdown machine as of lately. He's almost taken away from Adam Thielen's bread and butter of let me get a touchdown every single game. Um, he scored three out of his last five games, which is great. But this week he faces Carolina. Um, they've held opposing wide receivers primarily in check this year. They've allowed the least amount of passing yards. Um, they're 30th least in fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers as well. I mean, you're not going to sit Justin Jefferson on your redraft teams, your dynasty teams, but when it comes to DFS, I'd rather just go in a different direction than Jefferson this week, despite how great he is. He's coming off of a huge game, so people like to follow that trend of, hey, I'm going to play this player because he crushed it for me last week, and that's why I'm going to I'm gonna avoid Justin Jefferson. J.J. Jettis. I don't think your dog could disagree with you more. Oh, uh, yeah, he is awesome right now. He's a big J. Jeff fan right I was going to say, Mike, why don't you talk to me about your chalkburn? 
Um, same exact thing with the running back position where I had a very, very difficult time uh, choosing someone that I really didn't like. Um, but I, I ended up going with CeeDee Lamb. Um, and it's not even necessarily that I don't like him. It's just a matter of I do think it's going to be – it's the same exact things I've said before. It's going to yeah. be a run-heavy game from Dallas. Um, <clears throat> you know, if Amari Cooper is hurt or is he not, who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows what's going on with Amari Cooper literally ever. So um, it could be an Amari Cooper game. I also think this is, could be one of those games, like I said, the linebackers in the middle of the field coverage could allow someone like Dalton Schultz or the running backs to really eat. So hey Faith, um, hey, my girl, and, uh, please, come and, help me with Benson, please. <laughs> I know she loves him, so please come get him now. Um, you know, and, and so I think that you know you could see a lot of the the middle, absolutely, and yeah, a lot of a lot of coverage, uh, or a lot of them eating over the the middle of the field against this defense. So Lane is one so of those sorry. where it's like he could go off for like 150 yards, no problem, or he could not even be involved. So again, it's one of those. Is he worth the price? I think there's other guys that you could you should. You know, you can feel more comfortable in um, than CD no Lamb. That's really and awesome. I think you might have one of those for me. Talk to me about your favorite play of the week. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> so I'm a big fan actually of Jamar Chase, uh, just in general. And it seems easy. I know he went absolutely bananas last week, um, but he he just he's another one of those that you know fantasy Twitter was fading because of a few drops in the off season and. And a few people that wanted to, you know, be contrarians and say he wasn't the number one receiver in this class. He, guys, he's the number one receiver in this class. Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I I'll mean, admit, I'll admit, I got my uh, Jalen Devonta Smith shirt on. <laughs> yeah. I'll happily contest it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Devonta's great, you know. But um, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Jamar Chase is just out of this world right now. Um, he's going against, uh, you know, the Detroit Lions, which, if you look at, you know, just yardage or receptions alone, it's like, wow, the the Lions really haven't given up a ton this year. That's because teams haven't had to throw the ball on them that much. When you actually look at it, it's all relative. You look at net yards per attempt, they're actually the third worst in the league. They're giving up almost nine um, you know, per attempt. So it, it's they there's nobody, absolutely nobody that can stop Jamar Chase on that defense. Like zero Zelch, nobody, nada that is going to be able to stop Jamar Chase. Um, and as much as I love Justin Herbert as my favorite QB play this week. Um, this is DFS, so if you really want to go for a stack, um, I really think that the Burrow Chase stack this week uh, could be just electric again. So um, if you've watched football at all so far this season, it's not surprising. Yeah, uh, Mark Chase is my pick. Well, Kira's going to build your Justin Herbert stack, and if I know Kira, we're not just going to hear one name. But let's go ahead and talk about Kira's favorite wide receiver play of the week. Oh, so. man, that is so funny because you know what? I couldn't decide that well or that easily between, you know, scary Terry McLaurin. He's somebody that I, I really debated talking about here. Um, but I'm going to go with Keenan Allen because I wanted to come off the chalky Kansas City game. It's all I'm talking about, and I just really didn't want to do that. So I'm going to give a solid pick here where most people might flock to Mike Williams with all of his big performances lately. But Allen has just been kind of living in big Mike's shadow lately, and he's also still being heavily targeted. I don't think people realize he's actually the most targeted pass catcher for the Chargers, and, uh, you know, he just hasn't got touchdowns. And – that's where Mike Williams has just been absolutely killing it. That's why he's living in Mike Williams' shadow. But, man, this week he gets to play the Baltimore Ravens, who have just been slashed and absolutely gashed against slot receivers this year, where you're going to primarily find Keenan Allen. So Baltimore secondary, as we said, it's banged up, and their slot corner, Tavon Young, isn't going to be able to handle Allen. He is way too talented in comparison to anyone he's faced, to be honest, so far this year, if I have to – Think back. I'm pretty sure Allen's going to be his toughest competition so far. Marlon Humphrey doesn't really travel to the slot often. I think he's going to see more of Mike Williams. And Mike Williams is actually extremely highly priced this week on DraftKings. So I'm cool with going with the uh, discounted rate of Keenan Allen. The touchdowns are going to come for Allen. We know about positive regression. Um, it's something that does absolutely exist. It happens. And I think this is the week where Allen and not Williams is going to go off. I think that this is going to finally be the Keenan Allen week on and you know, just to throw in a third, because oh my, because what the hell? Yeah, record. <laughs> uh, I had a really hard time also not saying that I really like Brandon Cooks this week. I know that was something that you were extremely, de you were you were debating it amongst your redraft league, but Brandon Cooks should have a fantastic week, and he's a fantastic value on on DFS. Well, there we go. We're just building entire lineups now. But talk to me about a cheap player then, Kira, if they're uh, finding all these room for these high-dollar wide receivers. Yeah, just they, uh, 
just to go right back to the chalky stuff. Now we're back to the <laughs> My deep sea dive is going to go go with Miko Hardman. Um, it's obviously my common theme is just wanting pieces in this Kansas City and Washington game. Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, they got banged up last week. Um, and Nicole Hardman was the beneficiary of that. As, as you saw in the game, he's actually had his highest targets. Um, most of the field is going to have somebody like Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. So why not go with Hardman for dirt cheap? He saw an increase in snaps. He has incredible bursts and in speed. He's basically like something like a knockoff Tyree Kill. I mean, yeah. super knockoff. But, I mean, he still has that big playability. That's something you, you would look for in your cheap cheap options there at wide receiver. You want to get somebody that catches a bomb, gets touchdowns. That's what you want to see. Um, and also Hill didn't practice today. If Hill is out for this game, I'm going to be all over Hardman. Like yeah, that's, definitely that, it. yeah, it's going to change, change everything for me, especially at his price. He's only 4,200 on DraftKings, 5,500 on uh, FanDuel. He'd be an auto start without, um, without Hill. And of course, just one more quick one I want to throw in. Uh, we talked about him a little bit earlier too. Is going to be is going to be Michael Pittman Jr. this week going up against the Texans. Yeah. I think that he's going to be a smash spot too at his cheap price. Nicole um, Hardman's definitely a lot cheaper though, so I wanted to be able to fit him in at the deep sea dive. I say Mike went even cheaper, and I love to see this name on our list. Mike, talk to me about the Sun God. I I will, um, but I actually want to go back to Kira uh, uh -oh. talking about Michael Pittman. So. Um, I, I know I'm contradicting myself by saying don't go for a cheap quarterback play, but I think that I love the Pittman <laughs> the play too. But if you stack like Wentz and Pittman, who are both pretty cheap, that might allow you to go, you know, really heavy at that running back this week or something. Like yeah, you and you love all the chalk running back, back this week. So. You, you know, because because most people want to get one, and then typically they'll go for a really cheap option at the second, you know, running back spot. But you know, just stack it up, go heavy at running back, and then maybe go for the cheap Wentz. Um, Pittman stack or something this week. So that, that's a really good one right there. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Mr. Amon Ross St. Brown, yes. who I was not really, I, I liked him coming out of college, thought he was a solid player, thought he would be like yeah, decent kind of wide receiver three kind of guy. I thought he dropped the ball too much for what his role was going to be in college, but then he seems to have gotten over that very quickly in the pros. So. Yeah, and you also look at it too. I mean, wasn't it, he, he was actually kind of the guy and then he kind of got usurped by Michael Pittman yeah. at USC and then became the guy again after Pittman left. So I was like, he's, 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 he's okay. You know, he's solid. He yeah. seems like a smart player, but um, you know, even the beginning of this year, he really didn't do much. The first three games over the past two games, he's seen 16 targets um, and has gone. Oh yeah. 16. I was surprised when I saw that too. Yeah. Um, and he's gone over 60 yards twice. So he had 60 yards and then 70 yards. This is not a very high scoring offense, but it is a game where they're going to have to throw the ball. And again, there's no point to see fest. He, he's, I'm pretty sure I would have a chance to crack the depth chart for the Lions at wide receiver this week. Um, if I really just sent, said Dan Campbell, no, hey, I'm available. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, actually, too, this is so funny um, that actually, let's see, nine minutes ago, if you got your sleeper update, it says Goff wants a Mount St. Ra more involved. Um, so timing is <laughs> everything in life, but uh, I think he's just going to have to be involved this week. Um, do I think he's going to be putting up 120 yards in a score? No, but can I see like a seven catch, 70, 80 yard effort as, as a filler for something that cheap? Where again, if you're going really heavy with those top tier guys at one position, you can fill him out at the bottom of your lineup. And, uh, you know, probably especially in a, you know, DraftKings PPR, you know, a seven, eight catch effort out of Amon Ra this week would not be surprised. That's what I was going to say. And you get those, that bonus, like 10 points in your third wide receiver slot, it kind of makes up for it. So it's not a bad play at all. So just to recap wide receivers, you are avoiding Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb. You are playing Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase, among all of the other names that Kira threw out at us. Um, you're also diving deep for McCole Hardman and Amon Ra St. Brown. We are going to move to tight end. I'm going to start with our guest. We're going to start with Chalkburn. Which high-dollar tight end is going to burn folks this week, Mike? Ooh, it feels a little weird to say, but that's Darren Waller, um, who after week one, when I think he got, what was it, like 1,732 targets or something? Yeah. It was, it was something like that. I think he's still yeah, catching right. balls in week one. <laughs> yeah. None of the other weeks. Derek yeah, Carson. I don't even think there's a number high enough for the amount of targets he saw in yeah. week one. Um, but actually over the last three weeks, and this makes me so happy, he has the same exact amount of targets as Hunter Renfro. Um, and that's just anyone that knows me, I promise you there's not a bigger Hunter Renfro plan on the entire planet Earth. 
Um, I think I love him more than his own mother. So <laughs> I was, I, I love Hunter Renfro. You're willing he is, to adopt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just, I love, love Hunter Renfro. Um, and he's a sneaky cheap play, but I just think Waller, uh, just sad news this week with John Gruden, you know, just, yeah. just disgusting, horrible stuff. And I think that team, over there. yeah, I mean, the Raiders have always been a pretty dysfunctional organization, um, but it just, it seems messy. Um, the Broncos are also a really, really good defense. Very, very um, definitely like one of the ones in the league that you actually can say is a good legitimate defense. And I don't mm-hmm. mind, you know, playing them any week pretty much. Right. Um, you know, so I just, I don't know. And actually the, the Broncos are one of four teams that haven't allowed a touchdown to the tight end position yet this year. Again, I know Waller's not a touchdown dependent guy at all. Um, he's, he's the, actually the opposite of that. One of the only tight ends that, that you don't need a touchdown yeah, out of TD to proof. have a good game, but he just, I don't know. Um, you know, Waller's always capable of exploding, but against a really tough matchup, you know, divisional opponent, uh, who knows that, that what's going on in that Raiders clubhouse right now. Um, I just think that again, for the, for the price, I think there's, you know, we'll get to it. There's someone who's a little bit cheaper who I think is a better option. I just don't think it's worth paying up for down Darren Waller this week. Yep. And Kira, I mean, Chalkburn in essence, you're always going to have big names here and at tight end. There's so few big names, but you have another one for us that you're avoiding this week. Yeah. And I just want to say quickly about Waller is, I mean, on DraftKings, Travis Kelsey is probably one of the cheapest prices you're ever going to freaking see him. He's literally within a $400 difference than Darren Waller. He's only 7,000 on draft. So, so if you're paying up for Waller, find that extra. Yeah. You better go, go put in t- Taylor Heineke or, you know, just deep dive somewhere the hell else. Because if you're paying up for tight end this week, you go Travis Kelsey, don't go to Waller. That's a great suggestion. Um, but my chalk burn is going to be TJ Hawkinson. And he generally might be out for this game, but even if he isn't, he's obviously been battling through this injury for the last couple of weeks. And while defenses, they're just continuing to focus on taking him out of games. It's just a pretty bad combination for him right now. Um, the targets have been so up and down. And so to be the fourth most expensive tight end on the slate um, right now, I'm just not confident in playing him at the time being. So there's just so many better plays for cheap. Or you could just pay up or down one slot, depending on the format for Mark Andrews. I know he's just like right in the same ballpark yeah. price range for him. I'm just avoiding TJ Hawkinson for the time being until we see something else out of him. But he's either playing her or the defenses really are just taking him out of the game. I mean, they don't have many other options. They know he's a big, a big factor in their offense. So perfect. Well, if we're avoiding Waller and Hawkinson, who are we playing? Who's your favorite tight end play, Kira? Uh, yeah, I love me some Noah Fant this week. Um, he's out there so much on his plays now, especially because last week they just lost their their other tight end, Alberto. I'm not going to even try to say his last name. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's even worse than my last name, so I'm not going to do it. Um, but they're thin at pass catchers. Uh, Fant has had at least three games this year where he's put up tight end one production. So, you know, he's, he's super athletic. We know he's a good player. Um, the Raiders have allowed the fifth most fantasy points per game to opposing tight end. And uh, Fant leads the the team in red zone targets. And the Raiders over the last two weeks have allowed three touchdowns to tight ends. Um, the week before that, Kasicki blew up against him. It was that week where he had the ten. Well, he probably had like fifteen targets somewhere Waller range <laughs> in targets on um, eighty six yards. Um, they're just getting. They are a very dysfunctional team. They're just getting worse in their secondary. They're getting worse against tight ends. I think that they're just turning into a little bit of a dumpster fire. It's kind of hard when your when your organization isn't doing doing well I think they're losing the locker room it's probably just a lot going on over there but regardless of that I like Noah Fant this week he's in a really good spot here to have a good game and we clearly have a sharp follower here uh, Hunter Henry Mark Andrews and Noah Fant all in good spots yeah, this week no he's very right when we're talking about tight ends I don't think either one of you picked Henry I think it's kind of hard trying to dissect that Patriots tight end situation but Henry's looked good the last two weeks yeah um, sure. and I saw Andrew's name and what do you know Kira mentions fan. Mike, who's your favorite play of the week? Well, that would be Mr. Mark Andrews. Um, yes. And I know it's, it seems so easy to literally going off guys that had monster weeks last week, but it just so happens to to fall that way. Yeah, they um, all fell perfectly. It, it ended up working out. <laughs> it did. It did. And, and again, this is one of those where, you know, instead of paying up for Darren Waller, um, you know, maybe just like with the quarterback position, I do think you need to pay up for tight end uh, because there's so much uncertainty in, in, in most weeks. And Mark Andrews is that guy for me. Uh, and, and it may, it's obviously, it seems like an easy one in terms of, well, it's going to be a shootout. And of course that was a hot hand last week. What if Rashad Bateman plays, yeah. what's his role going to be? 
Um, but listen, I'm excited about Rashad Bateman too, but it's going to be his first game. He's a rookie and he's coming off injury. Okay. So I do think we need to pump the brakes on him a little bit. Um, I do think that, you know, guys like Marquise Brown probably going to have a little bit tougher time against a good secondary, but here's what's the, what was interesting that I found during my research. The Chargers are a top 10 defense, but they've given up the third most uh, yards in the league to the tight end position. Wow. So if there is any vulnerability on the Char- Chargers defense, it's it's against tight ends. And Mark Andrews is one of the best ones in the league. So um, especially in a game where I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, um, Mark Andrews is actually my favorite tight end play of the week. Uh, and it was that was a pretty easy choice for me. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad one. If we're going cheap, who are we looking at, Mike? Uh, if we are going cheap, uh, we have to go with Jared Cook on the other side of the ball. So yeah. a lot of the same reasons. Um, it's the the shootout narrative, yes. But Cook, it, it's hard because he is not a high floor play. He's somebody who can be completely non-existent. I know they've been getting Parham involved a little bit as well. You also have Eckler there who can just siphon targets away in the, in yeah. the short passing game. Um, but again, you know, the Ravens are also really vulnerable at the tight end position as well. Um, and I think that, you know, the Herbert and Staley, you know, the, the head coach of the Chargers mm-hmm. are you know smart enough to exploit good matchups. And I think this is a game where even if Cook only ends up with three or four catches, you could see one or two touchdowns or something like that. So if you really go cheap at the tight end position, um, I think there's a you know no better dart throw this week than Jared Cook in a in a, a high score and big game. Yeah, Kira found a hell of a dart throw herself though. So Kira, talk to me about your cheap uh, tight end play. He, he's a similar situation, another high scoring game, and look at where we're at again. Kansas City and Washington. It's going to be Ricky Seals Jones, and I can't even actually believe that we're talking about Seals Jones like this here in 2021. But he's honestly an ideal punt play this week uh, with Logan Thomas on IR. He saw 12 targets over the last two weeks. The football team, another one who's just so thin with their pass catchers that it makes him a valuable play right now. And this is a game that I obviously expect that they're going to be passing a freaking ton in it. Um, Lucky for Ricky, Kansas City is also allowing the fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. They're pretty much top five in everything. They can't stop anybody. Um, I honestly can't believe he's at a pump price of 3K on DraftKings. I'm pretty yeah. happy that he is. But. Yeah, and the fact that he's cheaper than Jared Cook, like that doesn't yeah. feel right. Though. Especially yeah. when he did pretty good last week, but they still kept him down on that low, low price. So we're going to take advantage of that. If you want to punt in tight end position, Ricky Seals-Jones is a great option there. I love it. So we're going to recap tight end. We're going to go uh, Void, TJ Hawkinson, and Jared Waller. We're going to play Noah Fant and Mark Andrews. And if you're diving deep, Ricky Seals-Jones, Jared Cook. Guys, we are once again up at it on time. So I'm going to ask for no narrative about your defenses. But what we like to do is we like to give you guys one high-dollar play if you have too much salary left over and one low-dollar play if you're just skimming the bottom of the barrel there. So Kira, give me your expensive defense and your cheap defense. Um, yeah, so my uh, expensive defense this week is going to be the Los Angeles Los Angeles Rams against the New York Giants. Pretty easy, neither here nor there. I won't, I won't give you the narrative. I know you told yeah, me not you're to. You're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this might come as a shock to some people, but I don't mind um, the Arizona Cardinals going up, up against the Cleveland Browns this week just because – I'm going to say it, Baker, Baker Mayfield, Torn Labrum, you know, maybe they could get some pressure on him, get some points. Uh, I like him, and I like the Dallas Cowboys too. My goodness. Mike, give me a cheap and inexpensive defense. Uh, so we'll go with the third highest one on the slate. One I actually picked up in a, a redraft league is Green Bay this week against, yes. uh, you know, Chicago. Field's still a rookie. Nagy's still Nagy. We don't know what's happening there. And somehow yeah, I love the this. Panthers are only 2,900. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the Vikings. I get that they can have a good offense, but Jefferson and Thielen are both banged up. And the Panthers have been great. So I don't see how you can't play them this week. There you go. Rams, Cardinals, Packers, Panthers. Guys, we made it through. And the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) My bad. Uh, Guys, we made it through. I'm proud of you guys. First and foremost, thank you so much to Mike. Reunited, and it feels so good. Remind everybody. I know you're not doing a lot right now, but remind everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you you can find me at Fantasy Mike BBF, which, again, stands for Ball Blast Football. Please go check out all the amazing work that they're doing over there. Um, I love you, Bob Blast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amazing, amazing team. Awesome people over there and and a club fantasy. So We appreciate you, Mike. Guys, 
Well, actually, you know what? I always like to give Kira a chance for parting words. Kira, parting words. Yeah, fly, eagles, fly. Go birds. Right. I, is there anything <laughs> else to say tonight? Fly, eagles, fly. <laughs> yeah, um, no. I, I just look out for my article, obviously, on Saturday. It's something that, you know, I look forward to doing every week, and I know people look forward to reading. So check me out Saturday morning. Cash grabs. Let's kill it. Kira already taken one of my bullet points from me. But anyway, guys, please hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. We do giveaways every time we hit milestones. We are inching closer to 250. Josh Hudson has some autographed jerseys and footballs and probably helmets that he's looking to give away. And we give those away when we hit milestones. So if you hit subscribe and your uh, profile on YouTube is public, you are automatically entered in the drawing and you stay into the drawing for all future drawings as well. Um, check the link in the description. We have a partnership with Thrive Fantasy. Thrive is a little bit of a combination of DFS and prop betting. And we put out articles and videos to help you guys win some money there. Plus they'll match your opening deposit up to $100 if you use our link and promo code club. Um, as Kira mentioned, check out her article dropping on Saturday, Kira's Cash Grabs. Um, we are moving Oklahoma Doug's showdown article to video form. I think it was going to be tonight, but now I think it might not be. But look out from a video from Oklahoma Doug on this channel. Much easier if you hit Very subscribe. Very entertaining it will be. I yeah, promise you that. Probably the most creative <laughs> guy I've ever worked with. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, the DFS report is on the site right now where we break down the 10 best matchups and the five worst matchups for every position uh, using DraftKings scoring. So there's a lot of really cool info you can use to build lineups there. And finally, ton of questions in the chat tonight. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. This show does focus on DFS. However, every Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern, we do start, sit, different day. It's a show completely focused on your start sit questions. We don't come in with a show sheet. All we care about is helping you guys win. And that's hopefully what we did tonight. You have about an hour and 20 minutes to get some Thursday night lineups in. If you go back to the very beginning of the show on YouTube, uh, these guys broke down some great plays for you for Thursday night. And then the rest of the show is all about winning you guys some money on the main slate. Good luck and have a great week.